This is Lampshade Media Presents Internal Organs Optional. Nipple, welcome to Lampshade Media Presents Internal Organs Optional. Boo! What? Boo! What, are you booing me? No, I love you. You're my friend. Oh, good, good. Thank God, because Boo. I was worried. Okay, so what's the deal here? Well, I just think the name of the podcast is really silly. Internal Organs Optional? Well, because it's such an obvious fact. I mean, we don't need our internal organs. Like, I could donate my kidney and my liver and crap, and I'd be fine. I'd just be, like, chilling out, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's just a fact of life. It's obvious, you know, like the sky is blue or the grass is green or whatever. You're saying, like, it should go without saying, basically. Yeah, it should go without saying, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, I mean, that is uh, some, you know, interesting feedback. And, and I try to, to be open. Um, my I mean, I'm not going to lie. It does hurt hurt my heart a little bit. I'm sorry I hurt your heart. I really care about <laughs> emotional stability, and I don't want to hurt your heart. It's just a very stupid name. <laughs> <laughs> well, well um, I'm going to, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to take that into consideration i mean yeah you know if i do need to to rebrand the entire you know podcast just gotta do it man you know um, like a band-aid rip it off I, yeah brand it it's something i'm i'm somewhat familiar with mm-hmm. it so happens. so uh, yeah okay so let's you know let's maybe just put a pin in that and okay a big giant pin let me take a second here and just fill the 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 wind of my sails again <laughs> okay fill them up it's getting windy well <laughs> that's the wind there we, there we go yeah. you filled up yeah 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 all right glad i could help yeah well thank you thank you i appreciate that i appreciate the wind and um <laughs> you know the honesty the honesty is very important isn't it yeah, I think it's in the Bible that you got to be honest. Yeah. So, Mr. Nipple. Yeah, that's me. That's my name. Yeah, you are uh you're you're quite the uh quite the uh, performance artist, aren't you? I do my best. Yeah. Do you need me to like say the things I do? <laughs> no, no, I got it written down. Oh. You're a drag king, burlesque, uh you're you do some comedy work, you're a member of Actual Wolves, Sex Kitten Burlesque. Uh, you're in the fishnet mafia. Good job remembering all that, because I don't even remember all that well, most I of wrote the time. It, I wrote it down. Oh, <laughs> I should do that too. Yeah, are you a you're a Rocky Horror uh, fan from way back? Um, so I never actually saw Rocky Horror before I started performing with it. Are um, you shitting me? Yeah, a lot of my friends from Sex Kitten uh, Perless performed Rocky Horror, and I wanted to be a cool kid and perform with them, so I just started doing it. And I was very confused why people like it so much because it's a really, really weird movie. <laughs> I would think that you like judging. Like I've seen a lot of your comedy, and you're into like some weird humor. So <laughs> I, mean, I would think you would get into it. It's just like I don't understand much of the plot. Like it's just they go to a party, and a lot of weird shit happens at this castle. Yeah, and then they go to space or some shit. I guess. 
What is it about that that like drew you in then and made you is it just being with your friend group and things like that? Or like did you just find yeah, a vibe there? Because when they would introduce performers who were in Fishnet Mafia, like at Bossy Girl Show, they'd be like, This person is a member of the Fishnet Mafia and I'm like, Oh, that sounds cool. It sounds like they're a gangster or some shit. <laughs> I wanna I wanna do that too. And I thought yeah. Rocky Horror might be like you know, a movie with a plot that's easy to understand. <laughs> yeah, but what you end up with is meatloaf. I mean, I I I like some pretty weird movies. You know, I like The Room a lot. Do you? And I I feel like that has a plot. You know, like he gets all sad because his girlfriend is cheating on him. You know, like that's the plot. It's easy. I've never actually seen it. I only know like the references to it. Oh, I thoroughly enjoy it. I think it's a masterpiece. You think the film itself is a masterpiece? You think? Yeah. That, what's the uh, what? Who's the the director that's in it? Uh, Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, Wiseau. You think he's a genius, or you think he's like being mocked, or like accidentally uh, done something that's entertaining? I think it's it's so pure and innocent and accidental like he tried to make this big love story and he like kind of messed up at every step of the way but it all works together even though it's such like a silly movie yeah and he you know he i'm not sure if this is because like english isn't his first language but like the script of the movie's so weird mm -hmm. but it works you know it's corny and it ho it's hokey and it's it's very entertaining yeah, there's something about, like, there's these movies like that, these, like, cult hits. And I feel like like Rocky Horror was kind of like that, too, in a way, where... Yeah, a cult movie. It definitely is. Yeah, where, where I bet, like, Rocky Horror, like, became a fucking symbol, you know? Like, when I was in... And I'm, I'm a lot older than you are. When I was in high school in the uh, late 90s, I had Rocky Horror, you know, friends that were in the goth scene and shit like that. And... They would they would be in the cast and stuff even back then like and and I have some friends from high school that are still in Rocky Horror casts you know and it's a fucking scene you know it's a whole deal. Well, I guess because it was one of the first movies with like queer representation, and now it seems kind of like tame to a lot of the media we have today. But I guess when it first came out, it was a big deal. Yeah, yeah, because it wasn't. Yeah, it was like just it was just actually doing the thing. Right? Yeah, did the thing. It was just doing the thing, and it was like, oh, they're just doing the thing, and we can just do the thing. Yep, they were out there. The idea of performing in front of a movie screen is weird, right? So the whole, like, Fishnet Mafia, the shadow cast thing that we do, it would be, like, my most difficult gig. Like, it was really difficult because they don't rehearse at all. And you have to like memorize the whole movie and you, you can't see what's going on behind you in the movie screen. So oh, it's really it's like if a bunch of people did a play together and everybody just like rehearsed on their own and then they come together and they try to do it. That's basically what it is every time. Yeah. I mean, there's a certain amount of grace in these uh, in these situations, right? Like in the in the in the shadow cast, right? Oh yeah, I mean, we're gonna mess up every yeah. night, you know. But it's like there's also the the whole everybody in the audience knows like what to shout at what time, and, and there's a lot of like yeah. just community in it, right? Yeah, um, it it used to get pretty crazy. Like they throw toast and they throw toilet paper. Um, I heard from like. Cora, she she played uh, Frankenfurter that like she had nachos or something thrown at her, which is really terrible. That's like the worst thing to have thrown at you. <laughs> it's like 
I don't have a list of things that are the worst to be thrown. Like like what the top five. What are the top five worst think, thrown at you things? Nachos that they have cheese and salsas. That's a mess. A lot of dairy products would yeah, be on that list. Dairy products would yeah. That, yeah. That yogurt wouldn't be great. And pee and poop, of course. They would be in the top five yeah. for sure. They would have to be top the- one and two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we figured out the list. I think we completed it. We have completed it. I, I really love like solving problems on this show, you know? We're solving the world's <laughs> problems one day at a time. This is like really the first time I've ever actually had a conversation with you. Although yeah. I, I have seen you, uh, I've seen you perform uh, drag at uh, Shrunken before, and I, I've definitely seen your work with actual wolves on this live streams and, and whatnot. Not live streams, but the streams. Yeah, yeah, the streams we did. Yeah. It sounds like you've been in uh, in theater and acting from way back, right? Yeah, I, I did theater a lot in high school. I went to Centennial, um, and then I went to OSU. I went for a BA in theater, and that was a really good experience. I liked it. Um, I actually got to go for free because my I lived with my dad at the time, and my dad was making under like the poverty line. So they like threw a bunch of scholarships and shit at me and they're like we you're poor and smart we want you to come to our school um i don't think it would have been worth it if i had to go into debt to get yeah. a theater degree but doing it for free it was a great experience for me yeah and then i did a few like little you know community theater plays around columbus yeah how has that affected the rest of everything because you seem like you're busy as fuck like you're doing a lot of uh performances yeah how, how has theater affected the rest of that I, f- I feel like what I'm doing now is so different, but it's it's still all performing. You know, it's still all the same crap. It's just like different methods of performing. Yeah. Um, I feel that theater has unfortunately had to suffer a lot from the pandemic. While with like drag and burlesque, those things were able to go on because, you know, if you're performing in a venue, you're only having one person on stage and it's a lot easier if even if you're doing live streams, it's a lot easier to do something with drag and burlesque with like one person at a time yeah. than it is to try to like live stream a play. You know, that just doesn't work as well. Yeah. That, no, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Because like most of the people I have on the show are stand ups. And actually, now that I think of it, I think you might be the first person I've had on the show that's not a stand-up. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But you're definitely a comedian, right? You're definitely a comic. Yeah. I do, do like, comedic drag and burlesque. Yeah. So where does that... That's very interesting to me, because when I've seen your drag uh, performances... They're, they definitely have a comedic element to them that's undeniable. Yeah, they're funny. But it's also like like a legitimate like drag performance, right? I try my best to be legitimate, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How do you find that that line there where it's like because you don't want obviously you're not trying to mock a drag performance, right? Um I think for drag a lot of it is more funny. You know, I think that's a very common thing with drag in general to have like a funny drag queen or drag king. Yeah, I for think sure. I think with burlesque, um, like at least in Columbus, it's not always as common to have like a funny burlesque performer. Yeah. So sometimes when I go on stage, people are like, you know, what the fuck is this? Because you have like these dudes coming in and they want to see girls like strip. You yeah. know, they, they basically want to see strippers. They don't want it. They don't come to see me. But then I do a good job, so they like me anyways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you're right. Like, 
in drag there is an element even though there's a, a definitely a sexuality to it there's definitely it's it's there is a comedic element to it and there's like a little bit of uh there's some tongue in cheek to it right I mean, you have some queens who are just like, they want to be pretty and dainty and, you know, wear pretty dresses. And then you have other queens where they just want to make jokes, you know, yeah, make right. people laugh. So, yeah, there's I think there's a spectrum between those two extremes. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. That mm-hmm. makes sense. I've had a few actual Wolves alum on the show. You So you just got in with them as the pandemic started, right? Yeah, um, I auditioned in... I think January 2020, and then we were supposed to do a show at uh, Shadowbox March 2020, and we were working really hard on it. We wrote all these sketches, and we rehearsed a lot, and then like literally a couple days before we were supposed to do the show, um, you know, Mike DeWine was like, well, we got corona in Columbus now, (laughs) or in Ohio now, Um, and we all came together, and we just decided to cancel the show because we figured if the pandemic ended up being like a big thing, we didn't want to be the show that like spread it to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very responsible. It was a tough decision though, because we worked so hard on it. And we also had this idea, like what if this pandemic goes on forever and this is our last show? Yeah. And you know, we haven't done a live show since. So it, it, it is a sad thing that that happened. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. And everybody's, everybody's struggling with that. And, and I, like when that happened for me, like I, I, we, our live shows had been building up and building up and we were selling out. And then I was about to have uh, Jason Banks as my headliner. And I was very excited for March. And yeah. then fucking, I had an article pop. Like, I want to say the same week. It was like that same week as everything exploded. In mid-March. It happened very quickly. And it was just like this, I uh, somebody wrote, an, did, did a write-up for us, and I was just ready to like, you know, like do this thing. The article drops, and then pandemic drops the same week. It was really devastating. <laughs> oh. But it was devastating for everyone, so we're all in yeah. this together, you know? I just remember, like, I had so many shows booked March 2020 that I made like a little poster from my Facebook page with like all the shows I was performing in. And then I look back on it now and I'm like, well, that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> that was pointless. Yeah. And man, and you know, it, it sucks to like have to talk about the fucking pandemic, to be honest, because everybody's tired of hearing about it. Right. But then- I'm not, I mean, I'll go, you know, I'll listen to the news, you know, for hours about the pandemic. Like, Oh, this is interesting. Like maybe that's, what you call it, like doom scrolling, yeah. where you scroll yep. bad things. It, I th- yeah. I think it's that sort of thing. It's like doom news watching. So, yeah, yeah, for you sure. Know, I think I think some people get a kick out of it still. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and what else do you have to do, right? Like, yeah. It's, and it's changed our whole, like, what if we were living in, like, World War II? How could we not, like, talk about it? You know, it's like, it's everything yeah. right now. Right, yeah, especially if you're, like, in Britain or something being bombed and shit, like, you know, that's all you can think about. Yeah. Yeah. And you just have to now, I, I guess it's been nice with the technology that we have today. We've been able to have some outlets that we might not have had. Right. Like in, in, yeah. in the 1918 pandemic, they didn't have the technology we have where we can actually fucking 
have a video conference with our friends. That's true. Because for a while there, the Hamantha and Brisket show was kind of just a beautiful community get together and we all had the video chat and we they do the show and then we'd all like hang out after and we would you know drink until four in the morning and you know and and we'd get to look at each other you know so nice yeah the the technology available has really been a lifesaver it's weird how quickly you get used to it too like doing video chat hangouts with people like, at first, it's a little awkward, but then you kind of forget that they're not in the room with you. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but, yeah, it's it's been a whole deal. It's been a whole deal. But, I mean, we're coming out of it. You, so, like, we got the vaccines now. Everybody's getting vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So, that's great, right? And yeah, so, I got mine. Yeah. Wh- which one did you do? I got the J&J. I got it a month ago. You got the J&J, huh? Yeah, the blood clotter. Oh, boy. But I'm far enough uh, enough out of it that... I don't think I'm going to get caught at this point because they come after like within two weeks or something like that. Yeah. How how far into it were you when you learned that that was an issue? Oh, God. It was like a month and one day. Yeah. And you were like, oh, fuck. No, I was like, oh, I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. I I feel like there's an abundance of caution that is being, you know put forth they're doing what they have to do yeah yeah, that's not a bad thing right i i appreciate the abundance of caution i i do worry about how it is affecting people's faith in vaccines yeah that's concerning to me but yeah because you know there's like what six seven cases and however many million you know i think they just don't want to be a repeat of the astrazeneca issue in europe where they kind of tried to like sweep it under the rug when they got blood clots and then more kept coming out yeah. i think they're just trying to address it like right it. away yeah and if it turns out it's just like you know young women who it's affecting they can always just give young women another vaccine and then keep giving out the johnson and johnson to other people yeah yeah for sure and plus, there's always going to be like crazy anti-vaxxers anyway, so I don't care about them. They yeah. don't want to get it. They don't want to get it. Yeah. Yeah. The, oh, Jesus Christ. Looks like we're getting a phone call. Oh, my goodness. Who could that be? I don't know. Let's find out. Hey, this is uh, Mel Millman with Lampshade Media Presents Internal Organs Optional. Uh, who's, who's, who's calling here? Hi, Mel. Uh, I, I've been uh, emailing back and forth with you. Uh, I, my name is uh, Johnson A. Johnson. I'm the PR representative for Johnson & Johnson. I just wanted to call in and uh, clear up some uh, you know, misconceptions and uh, just clear the air in general about uh, the vaccine that we've got going well, on. Well, i got to say your timing is impeccable because I have uh, my guest on the show today is uh, our nipple and R just got the vaccine just recently. Yeah, I got it. But I really love the whole experience getting that big needle in my arm. But I got to say, my head's been kind of hurting since I got the vaccine. Uh, yes, R. Well, that that is, you know, I, I, I'm sure you guys have heard in the news that, uh, you know, we've had some, uh, you know, some some people who have gotten the vaccine that have gotten very rare blood clots. Blood and, clots? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it's you know, to be fair, it's 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 a very small number of people who have gotten it. And, oh, I'm uh, one of them. Well, uh, it, it could be. Uh, I, I, you know, 
basically what we, you know, what, that's why we. That's why we. A lot of states have put a pause on the vaccine as we're. So I like win a prize because I got a blood clot. I mean, you. I mean, I'm the lucky winner. If, if you, if you live, then if there's I live, a good chance that you're a winner. Sounds good. I better try to live. I don't know. I drink so much alcohol. I don't know if that was a good chance, but I'll do my best, sir, Mr. Johnson. Oh, thank you. I think you that's are. your name. Yes, it is. See, you're, 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 you may have a blood clot, but it's not doing anything for your hearing. Oh, it's making my memory very sharp. Oh, fantastic. I can definitely see, remember five seconds ago. Uh, and, and see, nobody's talking about that, how our vaccine does not hurt your memory, even if you have a blood clot. It's not hurting anybody in that respect. No, I'm um, going to remember we, this blood clot for sure. <laughs> That's great. That's really great. That's great to hear. But I also just want to clear up some other kind of things, you know, that uh, that you may hear about soon coming out in in the news. I just kind of want to add that you you might be hearing soon. There has been one case where a young woman uh, got a a vaccine, one of our vaccines, and uh, from the puncture area where she received the vaccine a bunch of spiders did start coming out of her arm oh uh, like spider-man not not unlike spider-man let's just put it that way i mean you know uh who's to say that someday spider-man won't gain the ability to shoot spiders out of his arms yeah so she got uh, like she can make webs from her hands and stuff like she's like spider-man no, now mostly just it's mostly just uncontrollable amounts of spiders coming out of her arm, but oh. we've isolated why we think this happened. And that it seems horrific, that in the sir. 15 minute window while she was waiting to see if, you know, she had any ill effects, she was reading uh, scary stories to tell in the dark, which I think may have just with her brain was like, you know, it just interfered with the vaccine because she was thinking about spiders coming out of a human being. Uh, I mean, personally, I don't know why she was reading a book of scary stories. The, the world's already scary right now. So in many ways, it's her fault. That's called manifestation. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. she manifested her dreams right there. That's what happens. You make dreams know, happen, it, Mr. Johnson. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you are. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot like the secret in many ways, except. Oh, yeah. Like, instead of you gaining what you dream of what you you know success in your life it's just a bunch of spiders coming out of that success to me man i really want that i want the blood clot and i want the spiders maybe i should go get like the second shot of johnson johnson and think really hard about spiders well you know it's only it's only it's a one done shot that's what we keep telling people you know it may not be as effective as the other ones and spiders may come out of your arm you may get a blood clot but it's just one shot so it's it's in a way it's way better uh, in, in in our opinion yeah i'm happy with awesome. my blood clot i can't ask for too much you know <laughs> exactly i mean a blood clot's kind of like an extra friend for your brain oh my gosh uh, yeah and i'm so lonely all the time now i have a friend and he's in my brain yeah I mean, what what more could you ask for, especially when we're all isolated? His name's so, Mr. Know. Blood Clot. <laughs> I think you should be doing my job here, R. <laughs> Selling vaccines? Yes, please hire me. I love it. I want to put them in everyone's arms. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, I I also I also want to again jump just jump ahead of 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 something a little bit here. Uh, now you guys have made you guys have probably heard about how uh, there's some a little bit of a mishandling of about 15 million doses of our vaccine which got ruined 
Um, you know, accidents happen. That's, you know, but, you know, there's plenty of vaccine to go around. Uh, we have also had a couple of missteps that you're going to hear about soon, but it's really nothing to worry about. We did s accidentally switch up about 10 million doses of our vaccine uh, with our baby shampoo. Ooh, uh, so cleansing. So it has two purposes, right? I can get vaccinated and then wash my hair with it, right? Well, at least it'll be tear free. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Well, that's what we found because we have injected, uh, you know, a somewhat unfortunate amount of people with baby shampoo. Uh, but as it turns <laughs> out, uh, those people have not cried in weeks. Um, wow, what a miracle. They're unable to produce tears. Some of them have complained because they, they are feeling depressed and they want the catharsis of crying, but tears will not come out of their eyes. But, but on the bright side, they don't have a blood clot. Yeah. I mean, but we, I love my blood clot. They might have it's a my clot best in their tear ducts, and that's what's happening. But as far as I'm concerned, again, who wants oh. to? Wants to who, who cares about crying? It's the oh, the, it's blues. It's yeah, there's clues, but it's the blues. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, both are good things. Uh, and and uh, we, you know, uh, and there's also the 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 opposite side of this is that there have been a lot of children who. Their parents have been washing their hair with the COVID vaccine, which in my, which we find, but you know, oh, God. I mean, their, their internal system is not protected at all, but their heads, you know, you could cough, you could have COVID out the ass and cough right on these babies' heads and they wouldn't, they would be fine. As long as you cough directly onto their heads, <laughs> just the top of their heads where their hair is, they're not going to get COVID there at all. You can lick their heads and you'll be fine. They're Egg, clean. Exactly. I also just want to get ahead uh, of, of this next story that, uh, that has come up. Similar to uh, the getting switched with the baby shampoo, uh, a, a, a good... 20 million doses have become lost in time. Ooh, <laughs> well, time well, machine. Well, you see what happened was, you know, we've been experimenting with different formulas, vaccine. People aren't having children as, as, as much as they used to. And so to keep the profit up, uh, some, some of our, some of the people that are, our, our, uh, our company have been experimenting with, uh, de-aging people and turning them back into babies so that we can keep selling our shampoo oh. to them. I like that Brad Pitt movie. <laughs> I'd love to be I mean, Benjamin hey, Button hey, baby. I mean, if it's good enough for David Fincher and Brad Pitt, it's good enough for us. You know, that's what we say. Uh, but to be fair, we have located yeah. uh, a large amount of those vaccines. Apparently, some uh, some people in Germany found a, a stash of Hitler's old paintings, and in that, amongst those paintings, was also just a chest full of our vaccine. I guess the Nazis thought that there was some kind of super soldier oh serum, but jokes on them, you know, it didn't do shit for them because COVID wasn't around back then. They all get blood clots. Maybe that's why they lost the war because they all got I mean, blood clots look, from the vaccine. Very, you know, <laughs> I mean, Germans do a lot of stuff to clot this is themselves, history. whether it's injecting themselves with a future vaccine or <laughs> just eating like absurd amounts of, of sausage and other and beer and just, you know, clotting up their arteries like that. So there's all kinds. Oh, they're, they're it's they love clot it. central in Nazi Germany in 1935. Clot I, also, city. I also need to uh, just jump ahead of this one new story that's coming out soon. Um, as you know, our, our vaccine is not an MRNA vaccine. That's the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. Now uh, in, in trying to, create our own mrna version 
of the Johnson Johnson vaccine, we have noticed that some of those people who have taken that experimental vaccine have, you know, um, they have become obsessed gun nuts and have joined the NRA even if they were anti-gun. We just got our our letters switched around a little bit. Um, but to be fair, there isn't a ton. Like, it's only one in four people who have taken the vaccine that that's happened to, which really... Y'all fucked up with that one, buddy. There's there's no pluses to that one. I mean, the blood clots, the Nazis, I'm fine with, but I don't uh, know about that. You have found our nipples boundary, sir. You lost me. Uh, I mean, <laughs> can I just level with you guys for a hot second here? Yes, yeah, this man, is therapeutic. Tell us. Look, tell us what guys, you need to tell um, us. I didn't want to. I didn't want to have to come in here and spout all this stuff and try to, you know, try to try to turn all this around and make it sound like it's good. I didn't want to be in this fucking business. You know, I wanted to be a. I wanted to be a windsurfer. And I don't oh. even know what that is. Is that like a wizard, like Avatar or something? I mean, it's Last an Airbender. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell oh, you what, really? That's I cool. I felt fucking magical. I felt fucking magical. That's what I wanted. I had a good life out in Southern California. I was windsurfing. I was I was playing trombone in a ska band. Wow. But you know, I was born into this life. You know what, Mr. Johnson? You should go back to California and live your dream because I that's what I you could. were born for. I wish I could. I I went. I changed. I tried to I tried to leave my old life behind me, but my parents—they are staunch Johnson and Johnson. They they every time I tried to tell them I don't want to do this, they would just slap me in the face and say it's a family company, like in those goddamn commercials. Well, what you should do, you should give them the Johnson Johnson vaccine, and then they'll get blood clots, and then you don't have you to worry about them you think anymore. They're soon. taking this shit. No way. No way. They, they're they taking the Pfizer and the Moderna. <laughs> They've taken both of them. They've taken goddamn AstraZeneca. Oh, and nobody wants to take that one. You have a lot of problems, my friend. <laughs> they had to go to Europe for that shit. <laughs> That's the fancy vaccine, the European uh, vaccine. You know, it's bougie. My name is Johnson A. Johnson. Do you know the A? I want you to take one guess what do you think the A in my name stands for? Yeah, man, just uh, what what is what does the A? My middle initial it stands for and. My <laughs> name is Johnson and Johnson, because that's how fucking hardcore my my parents are into this shit. The only reason that they named me and was because they wouldn't allow them to give me an ampersand for a middle initial. <laughs> God bless them. They're committed. That's what I can that say about a, them. Yeah, that is a whole deal. Like I, I, again, I tried, I tried, I tried changing my name. I just went by Jadge, and I, I tried to, I tried Jadge. to create a new life <laughs> as a windsurfer and a trombonist in a in a ska band. And then one day I wake up, and all my band members were standing there, and they said, "We don't want you in the band anymore." And I didn't understand why. And then. All of a sudden, I realized that they were all holding suitcases with J&J on them, filled with money. My parents found me and paid off all of my friends to abandon me. I oh, have, my God. I have That's rough. Maybe you should go on Maury and tell him about that. This is Maybe like he'll some, help you. This is like some Godfather 3 action, you know, just when I thought I, mean, I was out. I mean, I, look, I mean, 
I mean, Godfather 3 is not great, so I haven't really watched that, but... Um, yeah, me neither. <laughs> I just don't know what to do anymore. Because it's like, and, like... You know what? You know when they forced me into this position? January 2020. Oh, dear. Just before. That's when I got pushed in this position. And I thought, okay, well, you know, I don't want to work in this industry, but I thought being a PR person for fucking baby shampoo, like how hard could that be? And two months later, this shit happens. And then I, you know, I, I hear all the crazy shit, you know, in trying to get ahead of the next COVID strain or, you know, like COVID 21 or 22 in doing that, they just created the virus. And so a year from now, you're going to have fucking COVID-22 running around. And then who comes in? Fucking Johnson and Johnson swoop in to fucking fix everything. It's Whoa, all this is the truth. So they're like creating the, uh, they're creating the problem and, and, and also have yeah. the solution, huh? Yeah. You got to go on the Ellen DeGeneres show and you got to tell everybody like what happened with them creating the virus. Because if you go on Ellen, they're definitely going to listen to you there. Really? You think so? Because, I mean, I'm a sensitive person. And in the last year, people have found out that she's very mean. Well, maybe you need that a little bit, bud. You know, buck up. Nuclear option, man. Blow this shit the fuck up. Do you mean literally or metaphorically? Because I'm only comfortable with one of those No, 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 no. no, I'm not... (laughs) I'm not not promoting violence or suggesting violence... Uh, but yeah, no, the, figuratively, uh, you got to blow it up and like, let everybody know the truth, man, get the truth out there because you've, you come here and you tell us the truth and now we know, and we're armed with the truth. You we're know? woke now. Lampshade media presents audience now knows what the fuck is up. And I think everybody listening to this show really wants to see you oh, in, sir. My God. I mean, I mean, you should have seen my fucking windsurfing set. It was it was all checkerboard pattern because I really got hardcore into that ska band. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very classy. <laughs> I tell you what, I think our nipple and I are about to buy a, buy a ticket to the next show. You next ska show you do. Yeah, sure. Jazz, we love it. Oh, man, you guys, it, you have no idea how good it is to hear that. We're going to throw money at you and, like, rip our shirts off and dance on stage. It's going to be a party. I mean, that sounds great. I mean, oh, yeah, again, man. we will have a very s- short window before my family releases the new COVID strain. I've been assured it will decimate. It will decimate the, the population. But if we can get that, like, month and a half window before all that happens where I can just fucking just rip into some less than Jake covers on stage and then jump and windsurf out of there, I would... Epic. Oh, I'm I'm pulling for you. Are you pulling for him? Yeah, I'm your biggest fan, Jadge. Jadge, you're the you're the fucking shit Thank in my book. So like I like I feel like a renew, I feel like I've been renewed. Like I feel like my life could be anything. It could be whatever i want it to be you know and like nothing out there can stop yeah oh what's oh my god dad are you okay no they heard me they heard me is it your dad no no get away from me with that meat no oh no run away you're not gonna stick me with that baby needle no no you will not no 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 don't do it no no Ah! win sail out of there buddy you can do it they injected me (laughs) <laughs> oh my god it's okay you're, you're just gonna get either spiders or a blood clot it's not that bad 
Oh no, we got the baby Wee. shampoo. He's Can babies be on this podcast? This is awkward, but we kind of like don't really do oh. babies on this show. Well, my 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 daddy says he go he go he see he keeps saying he he go raise me white this time. Good, you oh probably need that. You had a lot of okay. problems, my friend. Okay. Uh, much love, much love. Uh, I'm I'm gonna consider you a friend of the show. If you ever re-age to the point where you can call back in. Uh, I we'd love to hear Call from you. Call in twenty I years. Why I remember? Okay, okay. Well, we're just yep. Uh, we're gonna bye, bye. bye, little baby. We'll talk to you later. What a nice baby he was. He turned out to be an excellent baby. Yeah, he wasn't a great guy, but he was a really nice baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope uh, I hope Judge uh, figures shit out, and you know, God bless him. God, God bless him. So anyway, well, yeah, well, you're pretty safe. You got the, you know, you got the J oh. and like, you're not going to, I don't think you're going to die. I'm not going to die. And even if I have a blood clot, it's my best friend now, you know, Yeah, you I got, love him. He's got, in my brain. You got, you got a good new friend. Clotty you know? boy. Oh, <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah. Back to the. The art of performance. Oh yes, the art yes. of performance. Before we got all distracted, I feel like like we had this huge distraction of the pandemic, and then at some point in this year, next year or two, we're gonna get back to the fucking art that we wanted to be into in the first place, right? Yeah, I want like to be back at Comfest, like seeing bands on stage Hell and crap yeah. like that. Hell yeah, yeah. So. So speaking of music, the first thing that I the, the the first time I became aware of you as a performer was Actual Wolves and you did the Columbus Ohio rap song. Yeah, I did. And I did indeed do I that. I fucking died. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. That was actually my least favorite of all the uh, music I've done. Well, I've also seen some others like the quarantine rap and like you've got so many. I have. Yeah, I'm a really um creative rapper. Yeah. Really into it. Fire rap songs. <laughs> no, the performance is so lackadaisical and, and comical. It's, it's fucking hilarious because you're almost like kind of behind the beat on it. And you're just like, yeah, you know. <laughs> I guess I didn't do that on purpose. But. You're just kind of like super, like so chill and like, like, it, it, and almost thoughtful. Thoughtful? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. You give me a lot of credit that I don't deserve. Well, I, I, when I say that, I mean it in a very comedic way. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah I was going for like SoundCloud rapper <laughs> kind of deal. So what what was the uh, what was the impetus for the rap thing? Um, so we were supposed to like produce a show with actual wolves where we were doing sketches and stuff, and I I don't know I didn't want to meet up with people at the time to do sketches, so yeah. I was like I'm gonna do a rap in my house, and that's how that started, I guess. And then uh, and then our nipple became a rapper. I know he's he's a very good rapper, isn't he? <laughs> Aren't I? <laughs> we are. I am our nipple. I am not another person. No, you can talk about yourself in the third person, like Nixon or some shit. Oh yeah, that's very cool. <laughs> like Elmo. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Elmo loves his fish. Yeah, yeah. Elmo's world. So, like, yeah, so you just had, you already have, like, drag king burlesque, uh, you know, like, acting, uh, you know, all this other shit. And then you just had to add rapper to it. I just had to. Needed one more <laughs> complicated thing to add. But you're you're into rap in real life, from what I understand, right? I I do. I I do love rap music. Yeah. Do you? Do you? Obviously, and and you know, it goes without saying. This is this is comedy. But like, do you do you have any like? Are you referencing any like of your influences in your in your hip hop uh, fandom? I hope not, because that would be <laughs> that would be like an insult to them. You know. <laughs> It doesn't have to be an insult, let's, does it? Let's go with MGK. I don't like MGK already, so <laughs> we can go with him. He's a white I, guy from Ohio. I do. I, I must admit, like, I know very little about hip-hop culture. I do appreciate hip-hop culture, and I like listening to rap, and uh, I really like, like, funky rap. I've been, in, I've been getting into a lot more of it. Yeah. But I love the fucking uh diss tracks okay like it is like i'm not into uh drama so much but for some reason that drama just fucking like brings it right out of me yeah like, so they're funny when when, when when mgk like came out against eminem i was fucking on the google machine and like hearing it all and like then so finally silly. eminem came out with a diss track against him and i was like yeah you know <laughs> was very ridiculous wasn't it i mean it's uh, i mean wasn't it always ridiculous yeah all of yeah. the diss tracks that have ever happened have been ridiculous to an extent right they should have like other genres do diss tracks like a rock and roll diss tracker <laughs> i don't know a jazz diss track or something this like. sounds like a good sketch can we just go ahead and write this yeah or a country music diss track yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you fucked my wife I'm gonna kill you. I hate you. You suck. <laughs> I wrote one. We have, we have done it. This is we uh, we we're gonna we're gonna circle back to this. I'm going to hire you. We're going to make this happen. Okay, it's gonna make <laughs> millions and millions of dollars. We I, will be I wealthy. Hope so. I hope so. I really, I really do because that's fucking phenomenal. So back to your your fucking uh, Columbus raps video. I thought it was fucking hilarious. And you're you get into all of the things, all of the things about Columbus that are the fucking like touch points, you know? <laughs> you hit on like the short north. Yeah. And the fucking gentrification of the short north and like all <laughs> I mentioned Kroger and gay people. Yeah, yeah. And we have yeah, there was there was all of the little like touchstones that make Columbus special, but then there was also the things that people are obsessed about that make it weird about Columbus. That's like, oh, okay, you know, like there was like a good minute of that video that was about worshiping. Oh yeah, the Buckeye man, <laughs> yeah, Brutus Buckeye. Buckeye so I was worried if I said Brutus Buckeye for the actual Wolves video that OSU would like sue us. So I I renamed him Buckeye Man. But you were still holding up a clear Brutus Buckeye. Oh yeah, he was a little Brutus Buckeye toy. Yeah. My boyfriend got me that toy. Yeah. Yeah, it plays it plays music. If you press its belly, it plays the. Dun, 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 dun. Don't sue us. Don't sue the podcast. I was like uh, three we're, seconds. We're not suable yet. Okay. Good. Maybe after this. Maybe after this. Yeah. <laughs> In our uh, country music diss tracks. Yeah. That make, is, making millions, that buddy. That would be a whole deal. Yeah. 
I enjoyed that so thoroughly because I just loved the uh, the. It was kind of mocking just the the aesthetic of the Columbus fandom. I am a huge Columbus fan, right? I love Columbus. I it's fucking great. love Columbus. It's very comfortable here. It's very nice here. I fucking love it. And when I started loving Columbus was probably as I moved here in 2004. And I didn't really become aware of the culture of Columbus until maybe 2010. Yeah. Okay. And then I started hanging around in the city a little more. And the short north was still had a. An, an element it of was so good back in grit. the day it yeah. still had an element of grit it was so good and the grit was starting to slip away by that point it was becoming a little bit more uh suburban yeah you know? and i lived in the suburbs so i was literally the problem with the short north okay <laughs> like oh. i represent what ha- the problem that happened with the short north because i was coming yeah. from hilliard and I was going to the fucking short north to hang out. And so that that song like actually hit me. And that's probably why I liked it so much is because it was like calling me out. I don't think it's anybody's like fault, you know, coming to visit the short north because, you know, it was an interesting place. It had a lot of galleries. I just think like people realize that they could, you know, companies realized they can make money from it and they built mm-hmm. all these like restaurants and shit and they got rid of all the galleries and now it kind of, you know, it's kind of like an Easton now where you go there to yep. have drinks and stuff. It's yep. It doesn't have what made it special anymore. So when I first moved to Columbus in 2004 for until I got to know the city and actually got to know the culture of the city and what's exciting about the city that's legitimate, I would, when people, when my family would come to town, I would take them to Easton. yeah. I would take them to Easton, and I would look at the. Oh, they got the lights up, and and the, oh, it's like a little city. It's like a oh, isn't that cute? Isn't that cute? <laughs> it you know? is cute, and it was cute. It was cute. I get why I was into it, and now I'm like not. I'm not into that anymore because it's that's that's a marketing ploy. See, I'm the opposite. Where I used to hate Easton because it was so like cutesy and commercial, but now I feel like all of Columbus is like that. And I feel like Easton at least like kind of maintained it's how it used to feel back in the day. It still feels the same to me. Yeah. So now I, I go there and I feel nostalgic, you know? Yeah. I've kind of, I guess I've kind of like come to, I've changed a lot. So like my, my, I had a, this huge midlife crisis and, and any listener, anybody that's listened to the show more than three episodes knows exactly what I'm talking about with, with this, but but now I, I guess I, I, I feel more like I, I hate being sold shit. Yeah. And I and I really just want to like to know real shit. You know, I want to know, oh, just be real with me. You got something to sell, sell me. You know what I mean? Like let's I gotcha. let's be real. But like I I really fucking hate presentations. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. And it feels like more and more pretentious in the short north where it oh, used to feel very much so. It went went when I kind of came to love it, it still had an element of grit. It you could trip over the sidewalk and you you're gonna bump into some homeless people. And I know that that's not great for like I'm a giant and I'm a man, you know I'm a I'm a big man and so I don't have I, I have a lot of privilege in that as far as safety goes. Yeah, but you know just the element of real life that was there and there was real people there 
and there was real art there. You yeah. Know? And now there's not as much not real at all. Art there. It's the same it's thing. All, it's all being we're being sold now. Yeah, I I think it's not as bad, but it's similar with Comfest, where I mean, there's still like girls at Comfest who walk around with like no shirt. But Which back, is great. Back in the day, Comfest was like batshit crazy. Like there are people tripping off LSD and stabbing themselves, and it it was just a whole. There weren't any cops there. It was it was just a whole different thing. Yeah. And you you had people, you know, back when I was growing up, I always lived in Victorian Village. You'd have people bring their kids to Pride, and people would be walking around naked at Pride, but nobody yeah. cared. People just brought their kids, and then yeah. you know you'd have people tripping and being naked at Comfest, and nobody cared. And now it's like they have to make everything so like sanitary and not gritty anymore. You know, it's not the same. Yeah, yeah, and man, I just really appreciate the realness of it, right? And and here's the thing: like, I don't know how you feel about gentrification in general. It sounds so. You grew up in in the short north. You grew up I, in Victorian Village. I grew up in Victorian Village. Yeah, um, it was never like a bad neighborhood, but it was definitely more like lower middle class when I was growing up. Because like in the '90s, it was bad. Well, I grew up there in the 90s. I guess I didn't think of it as bad because that was what I grew up with. Well, let me restate that. I would say, if I was going to say, there was definitely a time, and it might have been the 80s, but like I, I didn't live, I didn't live in Columbus then. So I'm only, you know, talking about stories I've heard. Yeah. But I know that there was a time when it was really bad. Yeah, I mean, we had the. I know one time, like some guy got shot outside our house and then the police came and stuff like there okay, would be there so would be a few crimes. looking at rose tinted glasses if somebody got shot outside your your house it's fucking bad but okay? like other than that it was it was a great neighborhood you know other than the murder outside of your door <laughs> it's fucking great yeah I, I didn't look at it that way maybe it wasn't so great <laughs> But, you know, like we were close to Goodale Park and, you know, there yeah. used to be the big bear down the street. Like it, it was fine, you know. It's fine. Yeah. Just walk <laughs> over the bodies. Just walk over the dead dude. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know that gentrification is avoidable. I think that humans do that. Well, you can have it go the other way, too, because uh, you know what happened with the Upper West Side in New York. I don't like it. It used to be well. It's always been this really bougie neighborhood. With, okay. You know, like a lot of rich people who want to live in New York City, and they recently um, turned up some hotel into like a homeless shelter. Okay. In the Upper West Side, and so now you have like homeless people wandering around, and like people doing drugs on the street, and like you know exposing themselves to people. And so now people are like the rich people are moving out of the Upper West Side. So now it's going the other direction. When so, you say exposing themselves, you mean emotionally? Like, yeah, and their penises. <laughs> <laughs> Double exposure. <laughs> yikes. Yeah, big yikes. Yeah. Not fun. I, for the life of me, cannot understand why other men think that people are interested in seeing their dick i i Can don't you? know <laughs> <laughs> what is i mean that? i am a man of course i have yeah. a lot of um thoughts on this topic yeah, yeah. Tell, tell me about this mr nipple i think it's kind of like a power thing like i may oh, you like think it's, yeah, okay. like i may just see my dick I think it's also the same way when people i mean if someone's sending like a consensual dick pic you know, that's obviously okay. But when they just send it randomly, I think it's like, oh, I gotcha. You saw it. 
I think it's basically the same thing as like going out on the street and wearing a robe and like taking it off and showing your penis. That's that's wildly creepy, right? Like how mm-hmm. how can that not be noticed as wildly creepy to the person doing it? Like I I feel like there are men that think that 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 women actually want to see their dick though. I feel like that's actually a thing. They they actually think if I show them my dick that they'll be interested in me. I mean, I don't maybe, understand it. I, I think that's a thing. I don't know. Maybe I think a lot. A lot of men also have this false idea that like the size of their dick is like their main advantage in life, and most women don't think that way about men they date. Yeah. So the men are like, "Well, if I show her my big pee pee, then she has to like me because that's what she wants, right?" <laughs> it's like women thinking that they have to have like big boobs and. You know, a big ass and a tiny stomach, and a lot of dudes yeah. don't care about that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's, oh my god, like the whole subject of body image is such a huge and important topic that I yeah. feel like we need to be talking about, right? Yeah, because like everybody has this Hollywood bullshit image, right? Like the fucking Barbie doll, like Barbie couldn't even fucking hold her head up if she was a real person right yeah the thing i find weird now is like you know people people are saying they're more into thick girls which is awesome like fuck yeah go for it we love it Mm -hmm. but then you see all the you know girls on instagram and they got like a tummy tuck and they have this you know ridiculous body where it's like a huge ass and a tiny surgical stomach and people are supposed to see that and think that's like the ideal body you know when it's all surgery like mm-hmm. Kim Kardashian, she is all surgery. That's not her at all, but that's everyone's like role model that they want to be when they grow up. Yeah, which, I mean, that brings us kind of full circle to what's happening in the short north. It's all fucking fake. Yeah, it's all fake. We're pretending. We're all, all as a community, we're all pretending that what we want is this fake thing. Mm-hmm. And, and nobody can actually do that on their own. They have to just pretend and they have to like fucking fake that shit. Yeah. And we all now we have to as a community, we have to like pretend that we're going to be that and we have to like if we don't have the money to, you know, fake that ourselves. It it fucking burns me up, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's such bullshit. Like can we just be fucking real? Let's just be ourselves. Can we just be real? Yeah, we're being and, real. Yeah, can we just do that? Can we just be fucking real? Good plan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I love how you managed to merge the short north and like body positivity into I, one topic. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I'm pretty happy with myself. It's genius. <laughs> A genius but it is, mind. It's the same it's the same uh thing. It's, it's all the about same marketing. Mindset. It's all yeah. about imaging imaging and, and, and what uh wh- how do you sell? People right? always like selling. being unhappy with themselves, so you sell them the thing that's yeah. gonna make them happy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. So you, you have, like, this culture that Hollywood is selling, right? You mm-hmm. have all of the imaging and all of the the celebrity and all of the this is the way to be and all of this marketing that is coming top down and just forcing this fucking nonsense into your head, right? All so the you, time. You have these TV shows, right? Yeah. Everything that's in your media consumption is, like, telling you a certain thing, a certain way to be. So you have... I mean, like, what, like, 
what kind of like what kind of shows are you watching? Like what kind of like media are you like like putting into your head? How do you deal with that? Well, I love really awful TV shows. I love <laughs> <laughs> I love everything on TLC. It makes me happy. Like if it's a show that's supposed to be good, like Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones, I'll probably hate it. I'll probably just want to watch 90 Day Fiance instead. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. So I have okay. So I have not seen Ninety Day Fiance, but I have heard about it, and I believe the premise is that a person is supposed to find their fiance within ninety days. Am uh, I am I, am I that's, wrong? That's very wrong. Okay. Yeah. What, is, what is happening here? So if you want to marry a foreigner, you have to get something. I forget the. I think it's like a K one visa. This is about a green card marriage. Yeah, and they they come oh, over. Shit. Yeah, they come over to America, and once they land in America, you have 90 days to marry them or else they have to go back home. So that's what the show's about. But having 90 days to find a fiancé is a very good show as well. We should make that one. So wait, wait. You, you So you have 90 days. What is the night? Wait, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I, It's not 90 days to find a fiancé? So you meet someone in France, okay? Some yeah. hot girl. You want to marry her. You get her a visa. She flies a plane over to America and lands here. And once she's here, she has 90 days to marry you. And after the 90 days passes, she has to be kicked out if she's not married to you. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay, this is drama. Yep, so this French girl's coming for you. What are you going to do? I No, I mean, I have dreams like that, but this never <laughs> happened in real life for me. Maybe one day. <laughs> Maybe I'll get one too. I want a nice girl from France. You want a nice French girl or Italy. She'd make good food. <laughs> Meatballs. Not like the the French can't. Make, the French make some pretty good food too. I mean, they'll put a stick of butter in your croissant, but but she might make like some snails that sounds like or something. Sexual, sexual innuendo, doesn't it? I feel like <laughs> them making snails it negates every other good food they've ever made. Oh really? Yeah. I kind of, okay, so I, I will say that I do kind of love uh, eating things that seem gross. Yeah? I do. I, I, I If they're, like, ethnic delicacies, like, when I was, like, like in Colombia, uh, eating ants is a delicacy because there's, like, this, like, in the, in the rural parts of Colombia, they'll, like, fucking fry these ants up and they have the specific uh species of ant that comes around whatever time of the year and they fucking like harvest this this ant i mean i'd eat an ant that sounds fine it sounds like it'd be crunchy i mean it's not it's not great but i will say it tastes like popcorn because it's fried in butter and salt and it's crunchy i just feel like it's also very earthy very earthy (laughs) yeah it's very well they eat like dirt and shit right ants you know, they're just of the dirt. Of know? the dirt. They are just an animal of the dirt. I just feel like with a lot of those like exotic foods, they're, you know, they can be so expensive and they put in so much effort to like find the animals and shit. And then you eat it and it's like, oh, this is okay. Like I tried um, swordfish at a restaurant with my boyfriend's dad and his dad was like, oh yeah, this is a delicacy. This is so good. I'm going to get it for you. And then I ate it, and it's like, this is really tough fish. This is like, it tastes like fish, yeah. and it's the texture of a steak, and it's not good. I've been called not a good. tough fish before. Yeah, me I too. I didn't feel good about it. It really hurts my feelings. Yeah, so back to 90 Day Fiance. Okay. Do you think that 90 days is enough 
to 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 find a fiance. Oh no! Well, you you found your fiance, but you kind of marry them. I don't think it's enough time to decide if you want to marry someone. You know. Am I am I still misunderstanding? The plot? <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> you found your fiance. Okay. So you've, you've already found them. <laughs> yeah, they're. They fly to America, okay? Your girlfriend's here. She's here in America. Okay. You have 90 days to marry her once she's in America or else she's, you have to send her home. Okay. You got it now? Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. You've already decided you want to marry this woman. Yeah, she's already- well, In your... my case, it would be a woman. In, in whoever's case, it'd be whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so, so you, you, yeah, okay. This is on my mind. I've like- Okay, so like I got I, I got separated like three years ago, okay. and I have not dated a woman longer than a month. Wow! Since then, oh my goodness, is that bad? Am I a bad person? No, I don't think that's bad. You're just doing you. So I'm about at a month with my with the current woman that I'm dating. Nice. I'm about there. So that's thirty days. Ooh, but. From what you're saying, they've already had, you know, more than 90 days. Like, it's just, yeah. So uh, that's the reason I was confused about that. I'm like, I couldn't do this in 90 days, you know? <laughs> yeah, that'd be a toughie, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, like, this is actually coming on the longest relationship I've had in three years. Congrats! What do you how do you, what do you think about that? Like, is that scary? Well, she made some really good cookies for us, so I think she's yeah, a keeper. You met her, like actually. So, I've done this a couple of times, like, and I don't want to put this on you necessarily. Ooh. But like, would you? I I really I just inherently trust comedic people. Okay. To uh, give me dating advice. Not a good, not a good thing, but okay. <laughs> Can I bring her down here? You just want to, you know, yeah. give us some uh, some dating advice. Of like, course, I'd like, love to do that. I feel like like you probably would would be able to really just kind of seal the deal. You know, maybe yeah. You could make it. Maybe you could make this, uh, you know, a ninety day, a ninety day fiance. <laughs> yeah, you could. Maybe you could do that. Okay. Yeah, I have lots of good advice. I think. Uh, yeah, I think you could do it. We got Lindsay in the studio now. Hi, Lindsay. Hi. It's been about 30 days, hasn't it? It's, yeah, tomorrow will be officially a month. Wowza. I wasn't, I didn't plan any anniversary uh, things. Is that going to fuck me? Mm, I won't, but that's all right. (laughs) (laughs) Good answer. (laughs) I mean, what, look at what I brought for you for a one- I don't know. Do we even call it an anniversary? Like month anniversary. I've never like I haven't had a one month anniversary situation since I've been a teenager. Okay, <laughs> since before you were married. Before, <laughs> yeah. No, but okay. So like I was a little uncomfortable with the fact that Lindsay comes at me. She knows I'm interested in a PS5. Ooh. Yeah, and and I went so far as to donate money to her her organization cause for canines yeah for a raffle for a ps5 and uh i was a little upset that she didn't fix it for me and that i lost the raffle sad story yeah <laughs> so but- i i conned him out of a hundred dollars is how he thinks of it 
That's his good belief. con game. Good con artist. Right. It's it's little steps. Yeah. Yeah. And so bit. apparently, I don't know if she felt bad or if she just like you know she just she did go the extra mile. She like secured this PS5 from her cause from canine, and I am using quotations. Her cause from canine source. Uh, she 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 went to her uh for to her PS5 plug, and uh, secured for me a PS5. Uh huh. What a woman. A month in. And what else did I bring you today? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was going to like buy some cookies because uh, uh, Mr. Nipple said cookies are the thing. I'm yum, like, yum, All yum, right, yum, yum, yum. I'm going to get some cookies. Lindsay's like, oh, well, why don't you just let me make some cookies? And I was like, okay. They're Stun- delicious. Stunning him with like all my little. Little tricks. Ooh, magical these, cookies. These cookies are phenomenal. Cookies of love. Yeah, I mean, are you you you're? I mean, you're on board with the cookies, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> for real. Yes. Yeah, they're amazing. I've had a couple of women that I was dated for, you know, a couple of a, a week or so, like come on and do a little dating advice segment on the show because there's nobody I trust more than uh, local Columbus comics. To guide my my dating experience, we are knowledgeable. Yeah, and I, I just I just trust comics implicitly. Obviously, with my my branding, I trust comics to brand the show. I trust them to brand my my dating life. Um, you know, trust them with your life. I trust them with my very life. Wow. Yeah, That's I trust. Deep. I trust you. Okay. <laughs> you trust me. You shouldn't. I barely know you. But yeah, I barely know you. But so, who have you known longer, her or me? You. Well, I've known about... We've been Facebook friends. Yeah. Yeah. I've known about R for longer than I've known you, but I've not talked to R for more than tonight. Uh (laughs) So we're about even is what you're saying right now. Yeah. Well, I mean... R and I are about even. I I, I don't know if I'd say even. It's complicated. We need to do math. (laughs) We need math. I'm used to complicated. That's kind of a... I had to explain situationship to him. Or you had to go look at oh, it. Oh, that's a Gen Z thing or yeah. something like that. I, yeah. It's a young term. It yeah. Is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I didn't know what situation ship meant. I mean, it's kind <laughs> of a term we needed. Like when you're sort of dating, but you don't want to say you're dating. Like, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Right. So. So it's been a month. It has. It has been a month. This is a, we are about to celebrate a month of situation ship. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What a celebration that is! Yeah, yeah. What do you? What, so what do you? What do you have for me, R? What, what's your? What's what's? You got any questions? Any advice? Like any tips? Uh, what do you? What do you got? So my advice is wait for each other. Wait, wait to stop being attracted to each other before you do the three way. You want to totally hate each other when you do the three way. That will bring the magic back in. So like use it as a last resort. Yeah. Kind of thing? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. It's so not going to fuck things up at all. It's going to be great. So it's like basically because I've been I've already been trying for the three way, but maybe I need oh, to ease up on that. A yeah, little bit. yeah. You got to wait to hate her. Can't do it now. Got to wait, bud. So you. Yeah, he was aiming for like week two. He kind of he like <laughs> dropped that hint. He's like, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to that at all. And I was like, well. <laughs> Maybe just you. (laughs) (laughs) Or him and two other men. I kind (laughs) of... Maybe that's what he meant. A little bi-curious. I did tell him that I had a rule. 
and we both had very specific wants in a three-way, and I didn't think that those wants aligned. Uh, so it kind of hinted that my three-way would be a little bit different than his. So. <laughs> Understandable. So, I don't know. Like, I'm not opposed to sucking a dick. I'm completely and utterly straight. Take one for the team. <laughs> but when it comes to, like, just sexy time, like, you know, I'll I'll, I'll do what it takes to, to make it happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotta make it happen. Yeah. But, so I'm not, I'm not opposed to that. So, like, when... I mean, how do I know when I hate her appropriately enough to suck a dick for her? Well, it's mm. when she wants to have sex and you're like, no, honey, I'm watching Wheel of Fortune. I can't right now. And that's when I'm like, hey, Bob is outside. Yeah, that's when <laughs> That's when you call up Bob and he'll come running. Because <laughs> I have a Bob, a Steve, and a Joe just ready to go. Just lined up already? Yeah, yeah In because, that order? Well, no, I... Are you I, trying to run a train? Like, that's a little different than I, a three-way. Well, no, I, I wasn't going to bring them all at the same time, okay. but I have prioritized Bob, Steve, and Joe. How how did you prior... Is it by size? Is it by... Bob's a tiny experience? one? Like, what are we doing this by? <laughs> well, you know, you're, you're making me blush, Lindsay. <laughs> when did the first time? It's fine. <laughs> I don't blush easily, but yeah. So like, let's say, let's say, all right, I get past the, uh, I get past the three way, you know, maybe. Okay. And then you know, we're we're into to to you know month and a half. We're into like you know forty five days here. Like, I don't know. I've never I've never been. I, I was married for fifteen years. Wow. But I haven't dated for more than a month after that. So I, I don't know what 45 days of dating looks like. It's been a long time. Well, you know, you know like Jesus was in the desert for like 40 days. <laughs> it's like that plus five. <laughs> it probably feels the same too. Yeah. So like, are you saying that Lindsay is just like tempting me in the desert? Yeah. She's like the little snake or whatever was in yeah. the desert with Jesus. I don't know. And she just turned this stone into peanut butter cookies. Oh, yeah. That'd be really great. <laughs> I bet Jesus would have been really tempted by the devil if he gave him peanut butter cookies. Jesus was like, no, I don't want bread. I want cookies. <laughs> I want cookies. I want cookies blowjobs. I think that's why I've made it a month, honestly. Come on, Satan. Put out. Give me a blowjob. I'm Jesus. Well, I will say that like it's been a month, and I, on her dating profile, because we met on a dating app. Which one? It was the Facebook one. Oh, interesting. I'm not, I'm not proud. That's but, okay. But like, we'll be the good example for it. Her cupcakes were on her dating profile. Okay, that's Literally, smart. There was like all these like sexy pictures, and then cupcakes. I would not say sexy photos. I don't know what you're talking about. There was like mostly photos of me with my dogs. Like, I'm a crazy dog lady. I don't. I, I think I don't even remember seeing uh, dog photos. I just remember a lot of sexy pictures, but <laughs> but there was definitely a cupcake picture in the dating sexy. profile, and yeah, that, I that one at the and end. I was like, ooh, and I think that was even one of our first conversations. I was like, okay, there's all these sexy pictures, and then there's these cupcakes. I still have not tasted a cupcake. I have not tasted her cupcakes. Girl, you gotta make him a cupcake. No, no. See, there she's is... warming me up with these peanut butter cookies yeah. and these oh. toffee chip co chocolate cookies, which are fucking phenomenal. 
Right. There's there's a there's a ladder. There's a progression. It's like first base, second base. Right. Yeah. Like I think I mentioned to him before. Like if I actually really like you, there's one meal that I will make for you, and you kind of know like that's that's when you've hit it for me. It wasn't that that uh, that rotini pasta. No, that sausage. was just some shit I threw together. You were just so impressed. I'm like, all right, I guess it worked. Like, cool. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's enchiladas. We've talked about that. My so, enchilada day. Yummy, so yummy. I'm still looking forward. So, like, basically, how many how many dicks do I have to suck? <laughs> like five. To get these enchiladas. How many dicks do I have to suck to get? I don't know you to trim your beard down. Oh, just a little, just shape it, just shaping it. Wow, we've, we've had this conversation. Burn. Wow, do you know? I mean, I am to bring it back to another Bible reverence. Like, my beard is my glory. Yeah, you're like Moses coming right. down from the mountain, <laughs> <laughs> who hasn't seen a barber in forty years. <laughs> So, or I will have you know that she also has suggested she wants me to cut my hair. You, okay. Hmm. You sent a picture to me and you said, this is what a look I used to rock. And I told you and I said, yep, that's some dick riding looks right there. (laughs) And I was very upfront about it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I will admit, like, I am... Here's the thing is like I rock a lot of different sexy looks, okay? Like I feel like very into my hair though. Like but like when I was doing that barbershop shit, it was pretty hot. I'm not going to lie. Like I felt good about it. I felt confident. But I only have so many days. I'm you know, I'm nearly 40. Yeah. I only have so many days left with long hair, okay? Before, before what? Before it's going to start turning into fading glory and shame. Oh. Yeah. Before the receding I under I understand in. that. I'm not yeah, saying to I cut don't it know short. that you do. But. No, I do. Yeah, like you want to keep your hair for as long as possible and have it be <laughs> you want it to be long and luscious as flowing and flowing when you can have it yep. be long and luscious and flowing. I get that. Yeah, I want this one last dalliance. There's <laughs> my point is that I think there's a line between a well-kept beard that's sexy, looks nice, nice and groomed, and just like, mm. yeah, little, little face makeup for a man. And then there's homeless beard. Wow. I'm not saying you're at, wow. home. I'm not saying you're at homeless God beard damn. yet. That is a fu- okay, like, I don't you're know. not there yet. I don't know if like, you know, if you want this thing to last two months, I don't know if like calling me out and call me homeless beard. You just need beard contour. You need a little contour. Shape up. up. All right. I didn't say to shave it off. I would. I broke up with someone once that shaved their beard on me. No, you didn't. You love beards. I I am a beard fetish. Yeah. And a person. That's probably what attracted me first to you was like, you're a big, you're a big dude. You look like a big, strong dude. And you had a nice beard and you were. I never Very thought of it as a fetish. I don't know if I say fetish, I guess, but it's a thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, fetish means that you can't get off without it, right? Well, you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I will. Okay. So I will admit uh, that the pandemic has been a struggle with me as far as beard keeping goes. I've been trying to trim my own beard for the past year, it's been a challenge. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not as talented as my barber. And because like beards are like face to face interactions with a barber, they're like actually not doing them. You can't keep your mask on and 
get your beard yeah, shaped no, up. No, you, yeah. you definitely can't, right? Yeah. So it's a whole deal. It's a whole yeah. deal. And so I've been trimming myself, and I'm not, you know, I'm not as good as them. So my beard is not as glorious as it once was. And unfortunately for Lindsay, and unfortunately for <laughs> me as well, I suppose, uh, you know, the beard hasn't is has not been as glorious as it once was. It's still a glorious beard. It's just it's not homeless. It's I didn't say not, I, it's, not, it's not a fucking homeless beard, okay? It's not a homeless beard. I will agree. It's, it's not pandemic a beard. It's pandemic beard. Yeah. It's in, it's in a gray area between a well-kept beard and homeless beard. <laughs> it's not that bad, okay? It's, it's still fairly glorious. It's fairly it's glorious. Fairly glorious. Mildly glorious. <laughs> Mildly <laughs> As long as it's somewhat glorious, it's I'm on the be, scale yeah. between glorious and horrible. It's on that scale <laughs> <Right>. somewhere <laughs> between glorious and homeless. <laughs> like if it's like a hot sauce level, yeah, know, yeah, and like what's that donkey kick ass or whatever? Like, <laughs> yeah, if you're death. roosters, donkey or nuclear, right? right. So rooster what? Rooster's wings, you know. The- oh, oh, okay. I was I was confused. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> but like, like on on a, a saucy beard scale between mild, which is like well kept, or like clean shaven, which I'd never want to have you clean shaven because I love your beard. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. So and then like donkey kick ass is like homeless ZZ top beard. Like you need to kind of go like spicy garlic, just a nice middle. Yeah. Spicy garlic. <laughs> Lemon pepper. Yeah. <laughs> Lemon a, l- a little pepper. flavorful. Buffalo. <laughs> but manageable. That's what it is. Flavorful yeah, but manageable. Yeah. I yeah. It's okay. I, I mean, I'll take that. I'll take that criticism. I'll I'll take that because I, I kind of agree with it. I do agree with you that my beard is glorious. It's some level of glorious. Okay. Yeah. Like because, you know, I'm I'm doing it for a reason. Mm-hmm. <sighs> It looks you know good what? on you. You guys are this very is exactly manly. What I needed. I'm so glad are that you were willing to talk to us about this. Yeah, because I feel like we're like really coming down to some serious uh, issues about this relationship. That's what bros are for, you know. And I'm definitely a bro. Fucking a, bro. Yeah. Fucking a. <laughs> so, all right. So, do you have any red flags about me? We haven't discussed that. Oh, Ooh. Jesus Christ! Yeah, well, putting me on the spot right here on the podcast. Red flags about about. Oh shit! You had to put out my my last name too. Now they can Google her. I'll, 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 no, I'll I'll put a bleep on that. There you go. <laughs> like I still have, I still have to keep a job. And <laughs> my other dating prospects open in case saying, this shit doesn't work out. Are you suggesting that dating me is going to affect your career in a negative way? I mean, maybe that's my red flag. I think it's no. gonna help your career. <laughs> it's helping mine for sure. Okay, so what do you think? What what's your what do you got? What do you got for us at this point, Mister Nipple? Um, red flags. If they use too much Parmesan cheese, that's a red flag because that stuff tastes <sighs> like toenails. What about like if it's the the block of legitimate parmesan that you use a cheese shredder that's okay that's okay but like the too crappy, much of that isn't the, bad the, right the craft yeah like, the, the shaky cheese it, it yeah it tastes <laughs> like toe fungus i'm i'm in trouble then all right uh-oh red flag number one yeah. I've, See, i have I the costco that. size one i use a block i i buy a block a, a wedge fancy yeah, some yeah of us. i mean i'm kind of like white trash fancy 
that that's where you draw I love like, your it. money line. You're like, I will buy real Parmesan cheese. I will I, not no, do I, I totally green canister it. cheese. You're above no, that. No, yeah, it's worth it. I don't buy that green canister. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I put in that rotini. So you well, ate it and you loved ooh. it. <laughs> oh, you. You could have put a number of things in that, and I would have still loved it. Mommy, Daddy, stop fighting. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. All right. So that's one red flag for you. Let's move on. Yeah. Craft cheese is a a red flag for sure. Mm -hmm. Red flag for sure. But, uh, no, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I will admit, like, this, this whole PlayStation situation... It's been a, it's been, it's been on my mind. It's been, it, it's, it's making me a little nervous because that's a big move. That's a big move. Okay. You and, paid for it though. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but good point. I couldn't have gotten it without you, and you know that. Well, you were also asking like other friends and roommates to help you find one, and I just asked someone that raffled one off recently if they knew how to find another one yeah which is super tight and a bold move what a bold move don't worry about it that's (laughs) my advice do you think like okay so like when you're watching like 90 day fiance Mm -hmm. was was there ever like a situation where like they were just like oh well i got you the uh newest hottest gaming system and that well, made the difference? Or? Getting someone like a fucking green card <laughs> makes a big difference. <laughs> I mean, but is no. that comparable? Is a green card comparable to a PlayStation 5? I think so. In this in this day and age, right? Yeah, in this day and age. <laughs> so I guess like every time you use your PlayStation, you're going to think of me. Like I'm just going to be always there. Yeah, because like that's what I was thinking is like if this... Okay, so this is literally a thought that I had. Okay, I'm going to admit this in front of God and Lindsay and everyone and, and Mr. Nibble. Hmm. Um, I was like, all right, I, I, I get this PlayStation, and Lindsay is like, every part of this PlayStation has been procured <laughs> by Lindsay, and then it doesn't work out. Am I going to still be able to play this PlayStation? Of course you are. Yeah, you will. <laughs> of course you are. You'll be like, thanks, Lindsay. You might cry, <laughs> but you're still going to play it. Is, is this going to ruin PlayStation 5 for me for the rest of my life? Highly doubt it. Am I going to have to like not be able to enjoy a, a gaming situation until PlayStation 6 comes out? <laughs> no, you're just going to be like, she was a nice lady. She got me so this PlayStation. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> she got me a PlayStation. She brought me cookies. Yeah. Pasta. Pasta. Yeah. Uh, it was a very good dish. Now I will say, like, like I feel like my my cooking has brought some uh, some some uh, game to the table too, though. Right? It definitely has. I will I will admit Ooh. that. I think you're honestly a better cook than me. I will say that. You think so? I think so. I only know how to cook shit that that cooks in a skillet. I mean, that's that's cooking. That's cooking. Like if it cooks in a cast iron skillet, and I don't even take particularly good care of my skillet. I just like know how to like fucking cook shit. In a Makes skillet. it extra tasty. Yeah. Well, it was like week one, and I think that was the first time I stayed over. First night I stayed over, you made Philly cheesesteaks and Brussels sprouts, and they were actually good. Oh, that sounds really good. And I did not, I've never had Brussels sprouts before. I'm just like looking at them like, really? Fuck, this is going to suck. Like, I'm going to eat of these. Speaking of red flags, 
<laughs> you know what? <laughs> I've expanded my palate. It's fine. Did your parents not force you to eat Brussels sprouts? Oh, fuck no. My If you met my parents, they would both be like, no. No. Fuck no. They, Lucky you, I guess. I mean, they're good, but they can be cooked wrong. Very like, easily. I am a, oh, yeah. I am a bad Brussels eater. sprouts are fucking awful. Yeah. Maybe that's uh, my red or flag. Like, Bad green beans or bad asparagus. They're soggy, mushy bullshit. Red flag yeah. number two, bad Brussels sprouts. Yeah. I don't cook bad Brussels sprouts. No, they were actually so very good. Throw that red flag in the fucking trash, Mr. Yeah. yeah. Maybe my red flag <laughs> is <laughs> I don't like vegetables that much. And I'm like, you know, that's 30 how, years old. That's and- how my boyfriend is. He's, um, well, I mean, he's 24, but he won't eat a goddamn vegetable. And he's so unhealthy. And I really want him to eat vegetables so he can live a long time. Very good. Uh, I, I try to eat as many vegetables as I can to make up for the fact uh, for my smoking. I guess it evens <laughs> out. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think don't if smoke. I eat enough green uh, food, it goes I through will, your lungs. Woo. It will make up for the for my smoking cigarettes and drinking. Maybe who knows? Well, yeah, I don't even think about my drinking. Drinking's healthy. They did it in Rome or someplace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, like so. In the past month that I've known you, I've eaten more. Brussels sprouts, asparagus. I've eaten asparagus twice. That wasn't with me. No, I cook asparagus and I cook the fuck out of it. I I've had it I twice. I have not and it was good. cooked it for you. No, you haven't. But I'm just saying. Now you have to compete with local. We parents. haven't. It, we haven't even eaten it together. So I don't know who. Yeah. Who the fuck is? Wait, are you like? Are you cheating on me with asparagus? Whoa! <laughs> Smell her pee. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have asparagus last night? I smell it all over you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So where are we at? Where are we at, R? Uh, smelling pea, Brussels sprouts, <laughs> and uh, Parmesan cheese. Those Parmesan. are the red flags. Those are my red flags. Yeah. <laughs> Shitty Parmesan cheese and smelly pea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Big red flag. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, okay, so um, I'm going to have to suck a couple dicks, and uh, we're going to have to talk about vegetables. Yeah. Good plan. All right, yeah. Well, this has been, I feel like this has been a good therapy session. Um, should we go ahead and schedule for next week? Yep, I'm available all the time because my life is sad. <laughs> <laughs> 30 days in. We're 30, already in couples therapy. 30 days. With Dr. Rocking Nipple. Rocking hard with Dr. Nipple. <laughs> I have a question. Like, how do you introduce us to each other? Like, in a room to people? Do you I, say, this I, is the woman I'm fucking? I say, this is Lindsay. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's why it's still a situation ship because none of, neither of us have used the word. All right. All right. All right. So they. Boyfriend or girlfriend. Dr. Nibble. Yeah. At what point do I do we introduce the boyfriend girlfriend word into this thing? You don't have to do that. You could just say my very special lady friend. <laughs> Isn't that still a situationship? Because like she has told me she's a little uncomfortable with the situationship. Then you say my very special committed lady friend. <laughs> Commitment. Yeah. Yeah, Lizzie, you you kind of I'm, you you're just you know you're you're hanging on here. You want this fucking thing to be a a, a a a thing, right? Like you don't want it to be a situationship. So like you're you're, you're not long term. No. Yeah, yeah. It's been a month. 
Yeah. Now, what, at what point? I don't know how the fuck to do this because, like I said, like I don't know how to date at all. So, like, at what point do you call it a girlfriend or a boyfriend? I would say when, um, when like other people start referring to you guys as a couple, like boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, Once so you've been together be, for a while. Yeah. When it becomes like uh, an obvious thing. Yeah. Yeah. When it's not like you're dating anymore. Like you, you are a couple. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and other people see it. Maybe that's the line. Okay. I mean, my friends refer to you as Mel or Melly Mel. Melly Mel. Melly that, Mel. That is a. I've gone by Melly Mel. That's yeah. uh, I very use, cool. I use that moniker from time to time. They also say you visiting the dude. <laughs> the dude <laughs> hanging out with the dude. That's I don't a situation. White Russians. <laughs> That's a uh, that's big a big Lebowski. Lebowski yeah. I get it. I get it. <laughs> we all knew in the room. We all yeah. knew it. <laughs> <You just>, well, <laughs> it's fine. R was looking at me like 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 he didn't know. <laughs> I'm just like you made that joke. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, okay, yeah. all right. We haven't thrown around. We haven't thrown around the term. I'm sorry, guys, but I have another appointment with another batshit crazy couple coming up. <laughs> so I'm going to have to let you go. Write her the check for $300. I, and yeah. Let's go. It's coming. It's coming. Give Nippy yeah. his check, please. I need right. that cash money. Well, you know what? I'll tell you what. Like, uh, it has been fucking fantastic having you on lampshade media presents internal oh, organs optional thank you for having me but i think we actually have to change the name uh, what do you think you know i know we talked about circling back but i was kind of like hoping you'd forget about it oh gosh darn it i have a good memory though you know why because you're a good therapist no from that j and j Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it improves your memory. Remember? Yep, 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 yep. Did that's, you, that's a thing. Do you have a bullet clot? Is that what it is? Yeah, and it's really helping my memory. It's great. Oh, very cool. It's the blood awesome. clot nice. somehow helps the memory. Like we've, yeah. I've heard that. Everyone heard good sh- things about Everyone should deal. get one. I yeah, love it. My little buddy. About them. So, okay. Yeah, I'm going to like just kind of like meditate on openness and, and acceptance and you know being open to correction you know i'm yeah. going to just kind of spend let's just take a moment and like let me breathe and call your friends bob you, and steve and joe all of them yeah. joe yeah can you just like give me the breath again remember how you helped me out in the beginning oh the wind yeah just okay. get, fill my sails again okay. that's a seagull <laughs> Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, hit me. Hit me. What do you think? Bimbos for Biden. Because <laughs> wow. we love our president and we are bimbos, right? Absolutely. Bimbos and one himbo. Or to- two himbos. Yep. Okay, yeah. No, I see exactly where this came from. I understand completely. Without any explanation, I understand completely from the course of this of this interview. I know exactly where you're coming from. Yeah, we have to respect our president. <laughs> we love him. Thank you, Biden. This bumbo or nipple, I am for you. I love you. <laughs> nipple for you. Nipple for Biden. Nipple for Biden. <laughs> 
Uh, I well, you know what? Uh, now after taking that breath and after like filling my sails with your with your special wind, I am a hundred percent behind this new revolution of Lampshade Media presents. Bimbos for Biden. That is that is the future. No, you're. You know what? It was. It it it's easier than it than it seemed at first. Bimbos for Biden. It's inspiring. Is clearly, the future of this brand. God bless America. We're patriots. Yeah, a hundred fucking percent. A hundred percent. So yeah. All right. Fucking a. We've got a new name. What the Love fuck? It. What the fuck have we learned today? What have we learned today, kiddos? <laughs> We learned um, a lot of things about therapy and blood clots, and our friend turned into a baby. It was really scary. That was terrifying. We learned about the show 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. Yeah. I still have a lot to learn about that, I think. And we learned <laughs> I about- I fully got that, actually. <laughs> you did. did so <laughs> what, what do you think it's about? Let's, let's go over it. <laughs> Well, I I finally have figured out that like they wanted to be married before they left France. Yeah, or whatever country. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that it was like surprise. I'm from France, so let's get married in ninety days. <laughs> That would be so good if we could make that happen, though. I thought that was the drama of the show. Surprise, I'm from France. I think that's more like Married at First Sight yeah, International that's... Edition. Oh, that'd be... Is that a thing? No, but it should be. I would love yeah. that. Maybe it is a thing. I'm watching yeah. that right now. Yeah. And we learned that, uh, that, you know, PlayStation 5s, you know, mean a lot. Yeah, sometimes you gotta, you know, you know. Sometimes you can just base a whole relationship on that. That's true, and it's beautiful. <laughs> and the red flags, we learned that. I forgot them already. It's something to do with food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's been a lot. There's been a lot. We've really, we've really plumbed the depths. Mm-hmm. You know? Plumbed them. We've plumbed them. Yeah. Plumbed them. Plumdom is like a juicy plum. Yeah, plumdom. That should be a word. Can we make that a word? Plum, yeah, it's a word plum right dum. now. Plumdom. We create language as yeah. we live every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am on. The, yeah, I'm definitely on the edge of being too drunk to to host a podcast. <laughs> is that but, good? But plumdom is fun as fuck. I love that word. Plumdom. Plumdom. You're just going to go outside and start yelling that, and your neighbors are going to be like, shut the fuck up! <laughs> go to bed! Plumbed them! Well, you know what? Like, we haven't spoken more than a couple words to each other before tonight. Yeah. And you were gracious enough to come and uh, be a guest on my podcast, and I can't fucking love you enough for that. You are a fucking fabulous person. You I too. love you so much. And you're funny as fuck. Fuck. You too. Thank you for having me. You are fucking wonderful. Uh, so thank you so much for coming on. No problem. <laughs> this has been fabulous. I've had such a good time. Same. Same Z's. All right. Well, like, have a good one. You too. Yeah, fucking A. This has been great. This program is produced by Lampshade Media. Hosted by Mel Milliman. Music by Tyson Shipman. Graphic design by Griffin Browning. Social media by Sam Welch. Voiceover by Ryan Branch. And a special thank you to our sponsors, Paddy Wagon Food and The Garden.